0: Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. And this is Forward Farming. Hey, guys. (laughs) Welcome back to Forward Farming. Hopefully, there's still listeners after last week. I don't know. Yeah, that was quite the show, huh? (laughs) I don't even think we got any new reviews. That's how good it was.
1: (laughs) People are still speechless about it. Yes, as was I. I had a couple <laughs> people send me a message and like, "Oh my gosh, I loved this week's episode." So, thank you, to oh, the, the boys. Yeah, the
0: feedback on Instagram was great. So, yeah, hopefully you guys like that. And I think I think it was good, especially for Joey to come on because he doesn't really have time to like listen to podcasts or anything. So, every Thursday when I'm like, "Okay, I gotta go record," he's just like. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you even doing? So I think it was good for him to, to show that I'm not just doing nothing on Thursdays.
1: <laughs> Dan said he listened to it a little bit today. And then after like five minutes, he just had to fast forward it all the way through just so he could get an extra listen because he hated, he hates listening to the sound of his own voice.
0: <laughs> 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 it is kind of weird though. It is. It's hard to get used to. Yeah. So I right. hope you guys like them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can come back. They can be like special guests every now and then when we're really searching for when something. When we're really to talk desperate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into the highs and lows before we talk all things cranberry harvest.
1: Yeah. What was your high for yeah. the week?
0: Uh, I just had a really good week overall. I um, kind of going off of last week's goal that we had, like I talked about how disastrous our house was <laughs> we cleaned most of it not all of it but most of it like the living room and kitchen and stuff over the weekend and it's still clean which is that's impressive kinda, it is like I've been doing the dishes every night wow. I've been making sure that the living room is cleaned out before I go to bed like I don't know how long it's gonna last but I kind of I just like having a clean area
1: I uh speaking of <laughs> clean areas I saw you have a little Roomba thing
0: Yeah. And it Uh ate a blueberry? Well, I wouldn't even say it ate it. Clearly it didn't. It just, (laughs) you know how like the, (laughs) there's like a video on Facebook or something that the Roomba finds dog poop and it tracks dog poop all over the house. Well, that, that was my house except with a blueberry.
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought it was poop. I was like, did Sophia let a cat in the house again (laughs) or what is this? Was it Joe?
0: No, that was a blueberry. So I got to clean my carpets anyway, so I'm not that upset. And it only went a couple feet before it hit, like, our hardwood floor. Oh, Or okay. not hardwood, but fake hardwood floor. <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been worse, but yeah. Don't leave blueberries on the ground, people. <laughs> uh, it made me chuckle. <laughs> yeah. What was your high for the week?
1: Uh, the weather was pretty nice this week. Oh, it was beautiful today. This cool down... I'm, I'm thriving. I know I got a lot of flack the other day. I said that I had to mow the lawn in a sweatshirt and that I wasn't ready for fall. And I had so many people like, no, I'm ready. It's September,
0: <laughs> give me all the
1: fall. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not ready quite yet, but
0: I'm digging this. I don't mind fall, but it's, I know that winter is coming. So that's my problem yep. with it. <laughs>
1: Yep, as soon as it starts getting cold, it doesn't usually get warm again, and Mm -hmm. I'm not not ready for snow.
0: Oh, God, no, no, we got a couple months yet, hopefully.
1: I'm ready for spooky season, though, that's my favorite. Is is that surprising?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's very surprising.
1: (laughs) Halloween is my favorite, I love getting spooked.
0: (laughs) That explains why you like going out in the woods, then.
1: Yeah, cuz uh, cuz when i get scared i laugh at myself a lot. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. So i love going into haunted houses. I just giggle the entire time. I think that's just my way of coping with things is. Yeah. By laughing. The nervous giggle. <laughs> yeah, like i don't I, I don't scream. I just giggle.
0: <laughs> what is your low for the week?
1: I, I don't know if it was a i don't know. It's not really a super low but I lost track of time. I thought today was like Tuesday for some reason. It is not Tuesday. It's Thursday. So around like two o'clock, I think I was like, oh, what day is it? What year is it? I don't even know anymore. It feels like it's like February 86th or something.
0: Like I, We're like still stuck in March when COVID's just yeah. starting. <laughs> and
1: it's like, it's not even that different out here, but it, it just... It's been a goofy year. Uh-huh. It's been rough. Yeah. So it's kind of a pleasant surprise when I found out that it was Thursday afternoon and not Tuesday.
0: <laughs> then you're like, "Oh crap! I got to record a podcast." <laughs> I have so
1: much to do in so little time. <laughs> Struggles, I tell you. Yeah,
0: he'll have that. How about you? Aside from the blueberry. Aside from the blueberry, um, my low to today, actually. Uh, We had a cow with a twisted uterus, which is not ideal. Um, I saw her all day. She kind of just had her tail up. She wasn't really doing anything. And then this afternoon, she started straining a bit and she was due today, actually. So I'm like, oh, I better sleeve her before I leave, like make sure the calf's not backwards or something. Then I sleeved her and I like, I'm not a vet, so I am not always confident in what I'm feeling but I knew what I was feeling was not normal. <laughs> like you kind of go in and then it kind of stops and you can just feel like your hand has to kind of go under and through, like you can't get through to the calf is what happens. Um, so I, mean, I like your face right now.
1: <laughs> so I have, uh, no, I have no idea how this works, but I can't even imagine the first time doing this.
0: Yeah. So I don't, I guess, I don't know how a twisted uterus happens. I I don't know that part of it, but basically, if the uterus is twisted in any way, the can't the calf cannot come out. Yeah, Um, we've had it once before where we were able to roll the cow and untwist said uterus, or like sometimes a vet can do it manually. Um, But this one, like I couldn't, I couldn't even get through, and then when I palpated her, I couldn't even feel the calf. So I immediately called our vet. She came out, and I'm like, "It's weird. I don't know what it is, but it's weird." <laughs> and I was like, "I think it's a twisted uterus," but I just, yeah, that's why I'm calling you. And so she sleeves her, and she's like, "Yeah, that is pretty weird." <laughs> so like normally, normally when they twist, they twist like 180 or um, a little bit over that. What's whatever one more turn is. Like normally they're not past 360, but this one she said was twisted at least once. So there was no way that it was going to untwist. So the only way we would have been able to get the calf out is through a C-section. Unfortunately, it was an older cow or is an older cow. Um, So the risk was just, it was pretty high. We didn't, that kind of the shitty part of farming sometimes, Mm -hmm. like the risk doesn't outweigh the the reward. Um, So she'll be going on a trailer tomorrow morning, but that was kind of shitty. Um, We also had a dry cow, bought her calf a couple months early. No idea why. So two bad things happened today, but other than that, the week was pretty great. So this is, this is what
1: I think of. <laughs> this is where my mind goes. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a drink real quick.
1: <laughs> okay. So, you know, those games where you have like, a box. Oops. And, um, there's a hole in the top and then the person you behind know, the sure. box can't see into the box, but you can see in the box and they are just like blind feeling whatever's in there. Uh-huh. And, um, see if I were doing this to a cow, that's how I would think it was. And I would like jerk if I felt something that I didn't know what it was. So that <laughs> pork c- <laughs> you see I where mean, I'm going with this.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is, it's kind of like that. Cause you can't see, like you have to go all on touch you know but at the same time there's nothing that's gonna like bite you bite you. well I have oh, been bitten by a calf. <laughs> I haven't been my calf before but it's you can feel a calf like it's not like it just comes out and it's like chop <laughs> oh
1: no oh uh, well um that's one thing i never ever
0: want to do in my life so yeah if you ever come visit me you can palpate a cow
1: <laughs> see what you feel feeling there i squirmed when a cow licked me
0: i can't. <laughs> have... <laughs> well, you're in their back end then it's fine <laughs> yeah that's, that's until weird. they poop on you but it's that's whatever yeah it's whatever all right do you got a goal for the week um, you're drinking more water. I
1: I'm I yeah, I'm drinking water. Uh it's gonna be a long evening tonight. Uh it's supposed to get cold. I was just telling Becca that we're gonna be watching for frost tonight and probably tomorrow night. We have temperatures down, they're predicting like 34, 35.
0: It's not
1: right. It's not right. Uh so I'm drinking water tonight. Gotta be on the game. Uh but my goal. Um I'm going to try to start planning like my harvest meals out because that's coming up pretty soon. And harvest is rough. Don't usually have time I was just going to gonna start asking thing.
0: questions about harvest, but we've got a whole episode for that. Yeah. So I'll keep my mouth shut.
1: <laughs> uh, so I was asking people for like their uh, freezer meal recommendations and I got a lot of answers. So good. I'm excited to make lots of lasagnas, <laughs> chilies, Got a lot of um, that salsa chicken stuff, too. I've never made that in a crock pot. You like just... in a crock
0: pot? Yeah. Just chicken and salsa? Yeah. That I've sounds... done that it before. It's good.
1: Is it? Is it watery? Yeah. I feel like it would be...
0: Yeah. I mean, I just like, I guess when I did it, I just shredded it and then kind of let it sit and soak up the juices. Mm. And then I, I like pulled it out. I didn't take the juices with it. It's good, though. Okay.
1: That's good to know. What's your goal for the week?
0: Oh, I think my goal is just to keep up with the house.
1: <laughs> my goal um, is
0: to survive. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I have a new planner coming in the mail tomorrow. I think so. I'm gonna try to get my life together out on paper. I I try to use my phone calendar, and I just I don't know. I'm I like using it because it's always with me, but I like a planner too, so I can like just see it, but usually I do that for a couple months and then I drop it, so we'll see how long this one lasts. A for effort, <laughs> though. Good I'm such a good adult. I don't know who let me be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is it scary? Oh, it's terrible. I'm not good at it. <laughs> all right. Harvest. Tonight, we're talking all about cranberry harvest because you are going to be doing that very soon. Like, how soon soon do you think?
1: Um, We might do, try and check the calendar, we might do just two days in September. I think, like, on the 15th and 16th, just for our super early varieties. Um, But other than that, we will probably start the last week of September, first part of October, and then that'll go all the way through October. And we usually finish on Halloween. Ooh,
0: spooky. Spooky. So how... How many varieties do you actually grow then?
1: Uh, we have nine different varieties, but there are way more there's way more than that. I don't even know. I can't even give you a ballpark.
0: Is um, it like like with corn and soybeans and stuff, there's like they do buy like day varieties? Is that kind of how they market it to you guys? Um or no, because it grows every year, so that would be. Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I think of it more like apples. They all like, they all pretty much taste the same apples don't, but cranberries do. Um, but they just have different ripeness rates. (laughs) Um, so we have some varieties that mature a little bit earlier in the season. We have some that are more of like a standard and then we have a later variety. So, um, a few years ago, white fruit used to be a really big, um, thing. I don't know if you ever remember seeing like ocean spray white juices out there. I think
0: so, yeah.
1: They claimed that it was sweeter, um, so people loved that because cranberries are naturally tart. Uh, so we would harvest those in like o- October, in August. Oh, like, okay. Like second week in August just because they haven't had cold weather turn red. So that's how cranberries ripen is with colder weather. Um, so that's why we wait until September, October to get a lot of our harvest done.
0: So do you kind of pick your varieties so that you aren't like trying to harvest everything at once? Yes.
1: Um, okay. So everything's kind of changing right now. But so we we grow for Ocean Spray. So Ocean Spray is a co-op. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, it's grower-owned. <sighs> and they kind of give us requirements on what they're looking for with a fruit. So... Um, the big thing up until like 10 years ago was juice everybody wanted cranberry juice that was kind of the big thing so it didn't really matter like the size the shape or the texture of the berry as much but now that cranberries are getting more involved in different products uh food wise the size and texture does matter now so a lot of our varieties change based off of that Um, so we can't have a lot of smaller fruit. So our hybrids now, so everything's cross pollinated. There's no GMO cranberries out there. If anybody would ever happen to be concerned about that. Um, (laughs) but they're, they're bred for specific purposes. Um, so like now the big thing is like big round fruit that kind of look like crab apples. They're about that size with more of a fleshy, texture. So there's m- more flesh on the inside with Fish. a thinner. Fleshy. <laughs> That's <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> or like, <laughs> so those are meant for more of like the craisins and or sorry, the sweetened dried cranberries or stuff that goes into like cereals and things like that. All of our fruit are meant for processed goods. So th- our harvest is way different than people that Have fruit for fresh fruit. So we don't sell anything that you consume. Like, I don't know how to say it. We don't make fresh fruit. Like, that's not our thing. Um, So that harvest process is completely different. Uh, It's pretty cool. I can't really tell you all the ins and outs, but um, look it up on YouTube. (laughs) So, our harvest process, we can be, I don't want to say rougher, but we can, we can like move our stuff a little bit
0: more and it, can, it doesn't have to look pretty. It doesn't have I to mean, look it pretty, does, but it
1: yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it can get a little bit more dinged up and the process is a little bit more invasive.
0: Are there any other big means besides ocean spray, or is that one of the only co-ops?
1: Selfishly, no, there's nothing other than ocean <laughs> spray. <laughs> um no only I buy think- ocean spray. <laughs>
0: I guess when you think cranberries, <laughs> though, you think Ocean Spray, which is yeah, obviously a good thing. But
1: yeah, it it is a good thing. And everyone always, asks, like, "Oh, are you those guys in the commercials?" Like, because they always associate cranberries. Like, those are the two biggest questions I get: is like, "Are you the guys in the commercials?" And oh, what's it like working in water all the time? Cranberries don't <laughs> grow in water. Like, let me just <laughs> get that out of the way. Cranberries don't grow in water, but that's all that they're portrayed as on. TV and stuff is you just see those two guys standing out in the water and everyone just is. Mm-hmm. Super- um, but that's the only time that they're like that is during harvest. Uh, so getting back to your point, there's nothing uh, there's, I don't know, like the Walmart brands or, you know, just like the generic. Oh. Um, I think there's an organic, some sort of brand. I don't know. Organic cranberries is really difficult. That's a topic for a different day. Um <laughs> Uh, so Ocean Spray okay. is the only one. Okay. So yep. if
0: you're going to buy cranberries, just buy Ocean Spray, you guys. Yes, please. It's fine. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just to stay on topic with the Ocean Spray thing, since yep. you're a co-op, do you kind of contract obviously what you're going to grow for them? And do you have like a price before or does it fluctuate kind of like the corn market would?
1: It's always fluctuating. Um, a couple of years ago, We went through an oversupply, which was a big, big deal for us. Uh, So there was, we didn't have anywhere to put our fruit. So we basically had to dump it. Um, So we were only allowed a certain amount of fruit. And then anything past that, that we brought in would just go to waste (laughs) basically, which was awful. And it was, it was really frustrating because there's so many uses for cranberries, but we don't have a way to use them efficiently. We kind of um, took it back to Ocean Spray and we said, you need to do more research. Like how can we market this better? So that's why you're seeing more of like a rebrand coming from Ocean Spray right now. So you're seeing more of like the family forward images on their commercials. They got rid of the two guys standing in the water. I like guess funny as those commercials where they got rid of that and they're just pushing like the grower side of things now which is cool to see. That's why you're seeing like the growers on the back of the juice bottles and all their packaging is um, new and they're really pushing like the sustainability aspect of things. They're getting a ton more products out there for the consumers, a lot of new drinks, a lot of new beverages, or I think they just came out with like a pet line of like something. Oh
0: yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
1: It's like this thing that you put in their water that's like for different, I don't know, different health purposes. Um, But there's so many benefits for cranberries, but, uh, and especially like this big health kick that everybody's going through, like now's the time to just shove this down people's throats. So they've been really good at doing that. So we don't have to worry about that issue anymore. Um, But the prices do vary every year, like everything else. And um, I'm not too savvy on the the market side of things yet. um, But I don't think we really know prices until like after the season is over, after we've sent everything in, um, then, then they kind of get a feel for what the, the whole picture is like. And then they kind of break it up from there. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's kind of funny, not funny at all, but, uh, how you had to dump cranberries. Like it's exactly like, y'all. Yeah. I know. That's why I said it's not funny, (laughs) but like it's exactly what dairy yeah. kind of has gone through this spring, and so I don't know any dairy co-ops, if you're, like, listening. Um, new products, innovation, change mm-hmm. up your marketing, like,
1: let's it works. get
0: this milk moving.
1: Yeah, let's get <laughs> Sorry, it moving.
0: I, to... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't mean to talk dairy today. This is all about cranberries, but... Still working on my Twisted Tea sponsorship, but we'll get you there. All right, so let's just, uh, let's talk about harvest. How, you got your different varieties, how do you know when to start and what do you do?
1: Okay, so everything is That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> well, how much time you got? So <laughs> <laughs> um, the way that we know that we can start sending fruit is, in we will take samples, Um, Once we kind of have an idea, like, uh, okay, now's about time, we'll send samples into ocean spray. So we'll take um, fruit in just like a gallons, a buck bag, we'll send it into ocean spray. They test the color, because that's what they're looking for, um, to test like the redness. And if it's not red enough, or if you have too much white showing, they don't want that. Uh, And then they'll tell us to, then we get paid based off of our color. So if it's That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if our fruit doesn't meet like the redness criteria, we don't get paid as much. Or if it's too red, uh, like if it's too purpley, we also don't get paid as much. So it needs to find like that sweet spot, which oh, is, wow. yeah. Uh, is
0: there a big window that you can do it in? Yeah, it,
1: it's more, um, it's more of an issue when we get into our, like our later fruit like our later season stuff, that stuff, they want that darker color. I don't know. They do different things with different seasons. I don't know. Um, So once they give us like the go ahead, like, okay, this is like the numbers that you're reading now. If you want to go, you can go now. Um, So once we get kind of get that go ahead, what we'll do is we will flood the certain sections or the certain beds that we want to do. Um, so I talked about how we move water around a little bit on my Instagram. If you want to go back and find that go nuts. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we'll flood up the beds that we are ready to harvest and we'll put just like, I don't know, eight inches of water in there, just enough to kind of cover most of the vines. And we have this tractor, it's called a Harrow. So the hard part about describing harvest and why I don't talk about it a lot is all of our equipment Uh, is very unique to our industry. So we don't have companies like John Deere or International or, you know, things like that making implements for our harvest equipment. It's all pretty much stuff that we make. Uh, So that's, yeah. So that's kind of why I really admire cranberry growers is because they're so innovative. They take something and they just totally redo it and make it their own. So this Harrow tractor, it has evolved throughout the year. So we started back, like, when we first started Kranberg's, um, they would have to harvest by hand. So they had these hand rakes, and it's pretty much just, like, a crate with these metal teeth on the front. So they're spaced apart, like, teeth, I guess, and they have handles on them. And the guys would just go out there every day, and they would just rake, <laughs> rake all the fruit off the <laughs> vines. <laughs> and then they would um, – they would take them back usually to their wives and then the wives would just dump all the berries out on a table and they would just pick through them by hand. So that kind of evolved over time. So they kind of made like that hand rake mechanical. So that it would kind of be like on a cart that they walked behind and then it had a small motor on there. And then that motor would turn teeth and it would kind of turn teeth and it would go into like a crate behind the, like the reel, if that makes sense. And then so they would mm-hmm. just be crates that they could pull out and dump. And then from there, it evolved into like a larger version of that. And then from there into like the 19... They had that like up until like 1980. And then in the wow. 80s... And
0: that's not that long ago. No, it's not. <laughs>
1: so in the 80s, they had this machine. It's called a beater tractor. That's what we call it. So it's like this big... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like this big cart that has like these huge... Um, bald tires on it. And then on the front of this tractor, it has like this metal, it kind of looks like an egg beater, like the old hand crank beaters. So
0: it's mm-hmm. like this
1: huge spool on the front of this tractor with just metal bars going across it. So that's when they first started introducing water into harvest was so that water would act as a cushion between like the vines and the tires. So it wasn't just like smashing them down so hard. And then this beater tractor would just drive up and down, make laps in the bed, and it would knock berries off the vines that way. So that we found that would be like pretty stressful on the vines. They would kind of, they would show a lot of stress and damage the following year. So what we have now is called the Harrow. Um, So it's this cab tractor and it has, uh, what are, what's the word? Not treads, tracks, is that the right word?
0: Tracks, yeah, like yeah. not tires, but yeah, like
1: in the triangle.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I never I know, remember that.
1: <laughs> so, we ha- it has it's a tractor with tracks on it, um, and that's a lot more gentle than the tires are. So, in the front of this tractor, it kind of has like these bent metal fingers. So, there's two rows of these fingers in the front, and then also some. <laughs> I'm trying to show you. <laughs> They're just like L. Uh, They're like L-shaped fingers. I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, <laughs> so I'll just look
0: at your Instagram for a yeah, picture. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: think I have a picture on there somewhere. Uh, but this harrow will go in, and as it's driving through, it actually vibrates. Like the the fingers will vibrate. And it just like gently combs through the vines and it just like brushes the vines. So we have our vines. So they
0: come off the vine pretty easily then? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just, they're connected with just like a real small stem. Uh, So um, we have the vines trained to grow in opposite directions. So there's a center line in every bed. So when we drive, so I, I like to compare cranberry vines to like a shag carpet. So, you know, if like you run your hand along one side, it goes nice and smooth, but if you ruffle it, it gets all ruffly. <laughs> that's how we, that's, it does get I know, <laughs> I have a way with words today. <laughs> okay. So we have them trained to grow in opposite directions. So when we're driving, it's a lot easier on the vines. So we can't just go in and like make a circle in there, like it's a track, like a racetrack or something, because taking sharp turns like that will tear things up. So we have a tractor that's on the dam and it has like a little sidearm that we put metal ramps on.
0: Mm.
1: So we put those in wherever the harrow needs to go in, so we can just drive straight in and then drive straight out on either end. Um, And those ramps are pretty big. I don't know. They're, they're heavy. They're big, heavy metal ramps. Anyway, so once we get all of the berries knocked off, then we add what we call our harvest flood on there. So we have 24 inches of water total. Um, and we add that extra water just so all of the fruit can um, rise up out of the vines. And so when we try to corral them, they don't get caught in there. and Then we would miss a bunch of fruit. So that's why we add so much water in there. So this is a fun part. <clears throat> so we have, once we have all the, the water in there that we need, We have two tractors um, that have like these big metal spools on the back of them and on the front of the tractor they have pretty much like a hair dryer. So uh, one tractor will have the dryer on the left side and the other tractor will have the dryer on its right side. So these two tractors will start at the short end of the bed, like the end, and they'll kind of drive so their butts are touching, so like the spools are touching and-
0: touch the butt.
1: <laughs> so it one, anyways, so one driver will be like, okay, I'm gonna be the one pulling, you're gonna be the one staying here. So let's say the one that's uh, the one with the dryer, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so one of them on the back of these reels, we have what's called the cranberry boom. And the best way that I can describe this is you know like when you're in a pool and it has like that floaty thing that separates a shallow end from the deep end, it's like the rope with like the buoy thing on uh-huh. it, it's like okay. a little buoy. Yeah. So picture yeah. that. Um, but it's like wrapped in cloth or like a plasticky waterproof type material. So that's a cranberry boom. So it 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 floats, but I don't know. There's like a chain at the bottom, so it. It goes vertically. It goes up and...
0: It goes up and down, so it's not sitting on the water. Yeah, it goes up
1: and down. So there's part in the water, and then there's part coming out of the water. Does that make sense? That, yeah. So we have this cranberry boom. Okay, so it's on the back of the reels of the tractor. And then one tractor will unroll one roll of this boom. And then he'll go and he'll pull it to his tractor, the opposite tractor that it's coming from. He'll clip it on the front of his tractor by the hair dryer. Right, is this making sense? If none of this is making sense, just tell me like it's sure I, I won't be offended, okay, so <laughs> at the front of this tractor, okay, at the front of this tractor there's a pole, right it it's off to the side it's like this yeah, okay, from the tractor, and then there's a pole that comes out from the front <laughs> okay. that goes up and down, and then up on this up and down pole. <laughs> Is where the dryer is connected. So this dryer. Can, really?
0: Like you're really getting into this.
1: This dryer can move. I'm doing a lot of hand motions because I don't know how else to describe this. So is the
0: dryer like blowing the cranberries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Each cranberry boom is a
0: hundred feet.
1: So before they go, they have to kind of guesstimate how much. How many feet they need to corral all the berries together? So most of the time, for like a two to three acre bed, it's gonna take like between seven and eight hundred feet of this boom before, like, to make it tight but not too tight. Because if you get the fruit pack too tight, then it can slip underneath and then you lose a bunch and it's a whole mess. Oh yeah. Um, so once I kind of figure that out, the guy will one of the the guy that has his boom hooked up to his tractor will jump in and he'll start driving along the long side of the bed and he'll be blowing that he'll have his hair dryer pointed into the water. So it's blowing the fruit away from the dam so he can sneak along and get the boom, like right up close to the, the dam. And then the fruit gets pushed into the water farther. So then he'll start driving and then he drives and tell the person that's still staying back on the short end of the bed. He'll like wave him off once he gets to like his desired amount of boom. And once he gets there, he'll unhook the boom from his reel, and then he'll hook it up to like the front of his tractor where the hairdryer is. And then he'll start driving around the opposite side until they get like across from each other. And then they'll both drive together. And then they'll, they'll pull together into one corner of the bed. Does um, that make sense? So it makes like yeah, a teardrop shape. Up. Yep. So once they get that all set, then they unhook their boom, they stake it into the ground, and then they move on to the next one. So they're always trying to stay ahead of the pickup crew. So when it comes time to pick stuff up, uh, this is part of my job for this process. So there's two drivers that do the boom pulling. There for the harrow, there's one driver, and then there's a. Uh, ramp mover so that's four people and then with a the pickup crew there's usually three to four more people here so do math i don't know how many people that is um so we have this contraction it's, 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 oh, it's, <laughs> it's called a berry pump uh so the best way that i can describe this is uh have you seen like the festival foods giant grocery cart do you have festival foods down there
0: no like the giant grocery cart on jackass
1: (laughs) yeah that would (laughs) kind of um so it's kind of like that
0: but that's okay
1: so it has like the okay so it's it's like a full vehicle on the bottom and up top there's this there's it's a two-story thing and there's a platform up top okay so the, the platform up top, it can be raised and lowered. So when it's fully extended is what we have um, when we're picking fruit up. So I don't know how tall telephone poles are, like the wires, but that's how high I am. That's, that's my position. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty tall. <laughs> is it like 30 feet maybe? 20, 30 feet? At least. Feet? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. Because I, I get to drive this sucker around the marsh, and when I'm driving, like if I'm coming to a telephone pole, I have to make sure it's down, otherwise, I'm going to hit it. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, that's high. So, this uh, berry pump, this is kind of a new thing for us within like the last 10 years. So, it makes pickup uh, a whole lot easier than what we had before. So, it kind of cuts out a middle process. So what we do is we'll go to the, like, the corner where the fruit is tied off and then we'll, we'll get all situated and stuff. So in when we get everything all set with the berry pump, it has this arm on it and the arm will go out over the water and on the end of this arm, there's like a, a metal box that has sprayers on it. And then below that, there's like a pan... <sighs> that has a suction. So the suction will go underneath the water and like that bar with the sprayers will kind of sit just above the surface of the water. So when we turn that on, we have like a water pump that'll push water through and it'll blast water through those, through that spray bar is what we call it, that square. And it will blast water on top of the fruit and it'll kind of clean the fruit in the water. So it'll kind of blast off any vines or leaves or whatever and then the berries will get sucked up through that pan and once they get sucked up they travel up this really long tube up to the top of the platform where I'm standing and then once they get sucked up into that tube on top of this platform there's like this big metal bin up there that fills up with water and all of the fruit will rush up into that bin and then it kind of goes down at a decline. And on those decline, we have metal grates up there that are spaced uh, wide enough apart so that all of the small fruit, so it's perfectly placed so that any of the small fruit that's not going to get accepted from ocean spray, it'll fall right through those grates. And all the larger fruit that we want to keep will go right down this grate. And then it goes down a little chute and goes into the back of a semi-truck is what we use to transport all the fruit. So then all of like the rejected fruit it'll go off into the other side and it goes into the back of a dump truck and that's what we call our trash truck so that gets filled up with small berries rotten berries um, leaves sticks things that don't belong
0: does We're that make sense
1: uh, we will use that as like a compost pile oh, okay so we just dump it into a field and, uh, so my job is staying on top of this giant machine and make sure that the grates don't get plugged up. Cause a lot of times we'll have grass and stuff out there and that can plug the grates up. And then if that mm. grate gets like plugged up, the fruit will back up and then it's just a giant mess. Right. So then I also have to keep an eye on the semi-trailer and let the guys know when they need to pull it forward or when we have, um, a full load, I need to shut everything down, start it back up. So I'm kind of in charge of that whole thing. So down below um, we have guys that are pulling that boom out of the water, which is tough. Um, So we kind of have like a rotating wheel uh, down below that the guys will wrap this boom around. So they go from underneath up top and then that reel is always rotating. So it's a little bit easier for them to pull because they're like pulling the entire weight of the fruit in with them. So that's how we get the, uh, the fruit smaller. it makes it tighter so they're they're
0: like yeah yeah they got
1: to bring it in um so they're pulling that out and then they unhook 100 feet at a time and they just keep pulling until it's all out of the water
0: this whole process um kind of reminds me of like uh willy wonka maybe (laughs) like all the weird things that you use (laughs) i'm like (laughs) (laughs) describing how the cranberries go up and then go down and
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm in Little Mermaid. All these gizmos and gadgets and dingle hoppers.
0: <laughs> I maybe, mean, maybe I don't know. Cranberry chocolate. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the whole process in a nutshell. Um, so before we had this uh, berry pump, we had um, a separate step. So we were just pulling the fruit right out of the water. We had um, actually an elevator. That would go out and you'd kind of push the fruit up into like it had these different levels on a belt. And then okay. uh, it would just get picked up out of the water and then, oops, <laughs> whacking the microphone.
0: i excited over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, it would just go into the back of a dump truck. And then we'd bring it to our shop where we had, it was called a grass machine. And it was kind of the same process. It would sort out bad fruit from good fruit. So uh, the way that they would test that is cranberries bounce when they're good. Hmm. Uh, but when they're bad, they don't bounce. So like Willy Wonka. (laughs) See? Egg. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. And there's just like a big pool of water and it would, and it was a whole big thing. So we kind of skipped out on that whole process.
0: That's awesome. That must save a ton of time.
1: It does. It saves saves a lot of time, um, and money. (laughs) So, Uh, we we really like this berry pump it was, my dad got it for my mom for a birthday present because that was her job So I took it over for her <laughs> so it's, oh
0: that's so nice isn't
1: it Um, so usually October weather in Wisconsin isn't the best it's usually pretty windy pretty cold, rainy
0: yeah so that's a really fun job for you then yeah especially so being I- so high up <laughs> When the semis are full, do they go right to Ocean Spray then, or what happens? Like, where is Ocean Spray? Where is the headquarters?
1: Uh, Like, the main headquarters is in Massachusetts.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so you've got, like, a...
1: We have processing plants that are... We have two that are pretty close to us. Okay. Um, So we we hire a transit company to come carry to transit the trailers for us (laughs) (laughs) because we don't have enough people to do that, and it's a pretty long thing um, so okay. we'll just leave the trailers like at our shop and they'll come and they'll bring us new trailers they'll take old ones out and then uh, they do the whole um, handoff thing is that I don't like like they, yeah. they they dump the fruit for us and they come
0: <laughs> they come back
1: <laughs> And then they come back uh, so we don't have to worry about that too much so the way that we keep track of them is we have shipping slips that I have to fill out uh, for every trailer that we have. So I make sure that I'm putting like our account number on there. I'm making sure that we have the right trailer number on there. And then um, we can go online and we can see like what the weight of that trailer was that I, that we sent in, um, how the fruit rated and that kind of thing. We can see that usually within like a couple days. So I can kind of keep track of how we're averaging.
0: Per so trailer. does the weight matter much to you? Like since you're paid based on the color or is that just kind of uh, to know for yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean we get paid per barrel uh, so if if the color's there the more we bring in obviously is going to be the better. Size and color matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um, this is a PG show. Well <laughs> I don't know well, were you getting it. <laughs> so <laughs> From kind of start to finish, how long would you say it takes to harvest like one bed of cranberries?
1: If things okay. are running smoothly, which they never really do, uh, mm-hmm. start to finish, if we were able
0: to like do everything like boom, bam, bing. Like the mm-hmm. first the first bed that you do. I mean, you can't really get behind on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could if something breaks. Um.
1: So it, it's not that I don't know. It's because it's the water that takes so long, going between like the when you when you knock the fruit off to when you can actually pick them up. I would say, uh, probably like five hours, just okay. because the water is what slows it down. But to pick it up, if we have an average bed, it'll probably take like an hour and a half to pick up like a two acre to like bed.
0: Suck the fruit up.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep, and uh, it probably takes like another two hours to. Get the fruit knocked off maybe not two hours maybe like an hour hour and a half.
0: And then when you're done the water leaves the bed right away?
1: Yeah so we don't like to keep the water on there uh, too was long. As I say it's probably not
0: good for the plants like yeah. you don't want to drown them.
1: Yeah and uh, because they are a perennial plant we have buds already forming for next year's crop
0: so we okay. don't want to
1: suffocate them especially if it's hot. Uh, some Like especially for harvesting in September it can get pretty darn hot even into October, so we don't want to leave that sit for too long. It makes things soggy and nasty.
0: So that was another question we had. Like, what? What do you consider the perfect harvest conditions? Me personally, <laughs> the cranberries. What do the cranberries consider? The, the cranberries. Uh,
1: we all like fifty degree weather.
0: Okay.
1: Ish. Uh, so cranberries, they need cold weather to turn red like that deep cranberry color that you're used to so that doesn't mean necessarily that they're ripe because we have uh fruit out there now that's ripe it so we we always say that if you crack a cranberry open and look in at the seeds on the inside if they're brown they're ripe uh, because they start off green um, but they just haven't had that cold weather turn dark red so we can have berries stacked so the way that they grow for those of you that haven't seen it, is it's on a low growing vine. And there's like a canopy of leaves that grows on top of them. And the fruit kind of grows right in the middle, not on the ground, not up at the tippy top usually, but just kind of right in the middle. And that canopy of leaves protects them from the weather. Uh, Usually like rain, uh, heavy, heavy rain, wind, that kind of thing. Also protects them from sunlight most of the time. And um, sometimes it protects them from cold weather. So if a berry is growing closer to the ground, it might not see that cold weather that the fruit on top gets. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. why usually half of the fruit is like a darker red and then the underside, like the belly, is going to be a little bit lighter. So if you do buy fresh fruit and you ever have like a, a pink or a white berry, just throw it in your crisper and it'll turn darker.
0: Fun fact. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, most fruit can kind of, you know, if it's not ripe, just let it sit for a couple days or whatever. Yeah, but it all
1: tastes the same. So if you want to eat it, you go right ahead and eat it. It's going to taste
0: great. (laughs) So we had another question. I'm guessing the answer would be no, but they wanted to know if the harvest water could ever freeze, but I'm guessing it's probably, oh, it can? Yes. (laughs) I didn't know if it was like in the bed long (laughs) enough to freeze.
1: Yeah. Um, so usually
0: (laughs) although the water you're adding is probably pretty cold.
1: Yeah, and if it sits overnight, usually, is when it will freeze. So, okay. usually, like, the end of October. Uh, a couple years ago, we were picking up the last two or three days, and it was just straight whiteout blizzard. It was awful. Good. We had to go out there, and we had to break ice to get to the fruit. Like, the fruit was frozen in
0: the water. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, we had to go out there. You must be, with- like, a, a pump to, like, keep it agitating. Yeah. Once get on it. <laughs> right,
1: so yeah, if we if we get too big of chunks of ice, it'll plug up the berry pump. It'll plug up the vacuum thing, and then it will actually shred the fruit because that ice is so sharp. Oh, and then geez. we can't use any of that fruit, so we have to be really careful when it starts to freeze up. But yeah, it it can absolutely.
0: So, I guess maybe this is a dumb question, but if you like know it's going to freeze then why would you fill up the waterbed?
1: Because we're on a deadline. Okay. (laughs) Um, So usually we kind of have to give Ocean Spray a timeline of when we're uh, forecasted to be bringing fruit in just so they don't get overwhelmed at the receiving station where all these other growers are sending their fruit. So sometimes we're only allotted like five trailers a day because like in the thick of things, that's when everybody's sending stuff in and they just can't keep up with the volume that we're sending. So we kind of have to say like, okay, so our harvest dates are going to be October 1st through October 31st and anything after that, they won't accept. Okay, kind of a bummer. So that's why we we don't really have a choice because every day we're like going by deadlines. Like we we need to get this many in even if they can't take our trailers, like we need to get this many done just so we can be done with things. Um, so there have been days, there have been nights where we have a couple of trailers that we know that our guys can't come and pick up and drop off at Ocean Spray. So we have to put them in our sheds so they don't freeze up overnight. <laughs> or oh, like if it's, okay. if it's too hot, we can't really let them sit out either because they'll start to ferment and cook. Right. And that's not good mm, either.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we have to be that's really careful. Know. Yeah. So we have to be careful on, on all that stuff too.
0: So, is there like a time limit that the fruit can be sitting in the water without hurting it? Um, I mean, does it get like soggy or?
1: Yes, and no. It, it depends on what the weather like that day. If it's really hot, obviously we can't leave it sit in there for too long. Um, and if it's really cold, it's gonna, the fruit's gonna get mushy. But if it's like 50 degrees, it's it's okay, but we always uh, try to get it picked up within 24 hours of it being knocked off.
0: Okay. Um, if it's ever really hot, do you take a swim in your beds? I have never.
1: <laughs> I would never.
0: <laughs> Just for sanitation purposes. That's it. Well, <laughs> so... Right. Okay. Well, I was going to say no, because the follow-up question to this was, how do you handle all the spiders running out of the beds? So if there's spiders in the beds, you bet your ass I'm not going to be swimming in there.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I, I think I know who sent this question in, and she taught me something that I wish I never, ever heard in my entire life. So out east, I believe they use spiders as insect control. Okay, so they get all these like wolf spiders. They let them oh, run. So they, they
0: want them there.
1: They want them there. <gasps> they put them out in there, and they eat all the bugs <laughs> that we don't want. So there's these giant <laughs> spiders.
0: Okay, okay, we're
1: done. <laughs> wait, but wait. Stop, it, we're it, gets, it gets better Stop. because when you <laughs> flood, all of those spiders come running out. <laughs> it's just like a swarm of wolf spiders. Like in Harry Potter, do you remember we're Harry done. Potter with that We're I'm done.
0: Stop! No, we're done. Stop.
1: <laughs> um, oh. <but laughs> we do have a lot of little oh. spiders. Uh, they're like gnat size. They like to hitch a ride on the boom. So when you're pulling them out, you're just getting like covered in tiny spiders.
0: I'm all I'm all hot and bothered now. But
1: along with the spiders, they also have slugs <laughs> that like. T- <laughs> They're not so bad.
0: Slugs are kind of cute. I like them. I usually... so I name them. Totally off-topic, but when I was in 6th grade, oh, oh, our, I don't even know what class I was in. Have you ever heard of the movie Arachnophobia?
1: Yes. Have I ever
0: watched it? No. Okay. <laughs> we were made to watch it in 6th grade. I shit you not. <laughs> For what purpose? I don't even remember. <laughs> I just, like... It is, it scarred me for life. I was already terrified of spiders, and then I had to watch that movie. There's this scene where, I don't even want to talk about it. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, next question. (sighs) We pretty much answered all of these, which is awesome. But (laughs) when someone asks you how big your farm is, do you tell them, like, the amount of bogs you have, or the amount of acres you have, or... I say they, acres
1: because okay. I don't. I don't know how many beds we have. I just told someone the other day, oh, and bogs. I don't remember. Is bogs
0: of thing. Did I in no, no. the wrong thing? No,
1: that's so. That's kind of a right. regional thing. Um, oh, okay. Out east, they call them bogs a lot. Uh, in the Midwest, we call them marshes. Okay. There's a difference. I don't really understand, but like out east, they they harvest completely different than well, not completely. They harvest a lot different than we do. Here in Wisconsin,
0: Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, What would you say is the average yield of cranberries? So we you that.
1: (laughs) We measure in barrels per acre. So barrels is 100 pounds. So the state average. I don't like answering like how many we get because that's like asking how much you weigh. I don't know. It's it's a weird question for me. But this. Well and.
0: People, yeah, that's like asking crop farmers how, mon- how many acres they run. Like, they don't like being asked that.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's not like it's private information or anything. It's just, I, I usually don't know. Uh, but the state average is about 200 barrels an acre. So, do you know what that means? That means that Wisconsin is the number one producing state of cranberries in the country. We produce over 60- we- 60. <laughs> We produce over half of the world's supply of cranberries, so humble brag, we're pretty awesome. Suck at Massachusetts. They're number two.
0: Guessing they're number <laughs> two? Yes. And <laughs> yeah, number two. So, okay. I really like really we answer pretty much all of these questions. I did get an interesting one today, though, that I was like, huh, I wonder what the answer is. That if way. someone wanted to, like, grow cranberries on their own. Like, you know, I I have blueberries and I've got raspberries in my yard. Could they do cranberries or is the soil type too, like, specific to the area?
1: You can. I mean, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a very needy uh, little side thing if you want, Uh, but you're probably not going to get anything worth your troubles uh,
0: so just go buy oceans for you guys. Yeah,
1: don't, it'll don't save buy. you so much time and effort. I mean, like, you can grow the plant, sure, but you're not going to get a lot of fruit. Like, you'll, you're will you going to get enough for, like, a snack, and that's it. Unless you have, like, endless amounts of space. Like, unless you have, like, 500 acres of – even then, you're going to need soil that you probably don't have. So just, just buy them, please. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Please help me, help um, help me of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, there were so many questions. I was like, we're not gonna have to try to answer all these, but honestly, most of them were answered as we were talking, so that kind of works out good. Someone wants to know if most farms are owned by families or corporations.
1: Everything, most, most everything is family. Uh, actually, I don't even know any corporations uh, that, that do cranberries. And that's really cool. I think Um, there's so many multi-general families that are growing cranberries, um, not just here, but everywhere. And once you kind of see what it's like, you'll definitely understand why people want to keep it in the family. Like it's, it's a really hard thing to go away from and just leave. Um, Like our land is so pretty out here. i gotta make i kind of make fun of it a lot like i live in the swamp uh in the swamp (laughs) i'm like shrek (laughs) get out me swamp
0: (laughs) it's a nice boulder (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) this is my last question i know we talked about this um uh, in one of the earlier episodes but um uh, a listener, long time listener, first time caller, <laughs> said that they live in Toma and there's like a lot of cranberry marshes around them. Yep. Um, so, what again is the ideal growing in soil conditions
1: besides so, Wisconsin? <laughs> they need a very sandy, acidic soil to grow in. Um, think of like a five on the pH scale. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, cranberry is that they need a very if that's wrong, please don't,
0: don't come for me. Don't add us. <laughs> we well, so, can. We'll we'll correct or, our mistake in the next podcast. Yeah.
1: So they need the the sandy acidic soil. They need um, the extreme uh, seasons that Wisconsin goes through. So they need the cold uh, winters to go dormant. They need the warm, like the, they need the coolish springs. They need hot summers. They need um, cool falls. They need <laughs> They need uh, all four seasons and they also need a lot of water. So that's why a lot of times they are grown in the swamp because we have high water table and we have a lot of water readily available to us here. So that's kind of like the three basic things they need. And they are uh, native to North America. So we found them growing wild here and we just made them ours. ours. (laughs) Yes,
0: This. So, basically, they need to be grown in Wisconsin. Yes, please. Not your backyard. Good answer. I never really honestly thought about, like, growing cranberries, but I've still never had a fresh one. So, you need to tell me when when there's going to be some in the store so I can go hunt them down. I would say probably within a month. Okay. I'll have to check out the grocery stores. I just, I don't even know if I've, like, I haven't looked for them, but I don't think I've ever seen them.
1: They don't last in the store very long. Um, so usually... Uh, and if they're
0: really tart, do you just, you eat them as they are, or do you like do anything to them?
1: I can just eat them. Um, I'm kind of going back and forth on doing like this challenge thing. Uh, I don't know how good of PR it would be, though, to like have a challenge to see if people can eat them without making a face. So cranberries <laughs> are very low in sugar, which makes them super healthy. But with that, it makes them tart and not sour. We don't, we don't use the word sour. It's all tart.
0: <laughs> are they spicy?
1: <laughs> your, your taste buds are going to be feeling something. I don't know if it's going to be spicy. <laughs> um, but I, I eat them just like straight. I eat them straight. I think they're tasty. Uh, but a lot of times people will use them for like sauces and um, oh. they'll bake with them. The the cool thing about baking with cranberries is they don't bleed like a blueberry would. So you like when you have blueberry muffins, the blueberry like bleeds the blue.
0: Uh-huh. Cranberries don't do that. So there like bleeds on your floor. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you'll have clear juices if you if your Roomba sucks one up. <laughs>
0: I'll put it to the test when I find them. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Um That's it for my questions. Do we have any, like, fan questions this week?
1: Yeah, so, my bad. I, again, forgot it was Thursday, and I didn't get our question thing up until later this afternoon, but... Minor details. Minor. Uh, Bless this mess. Uh, I can't even read my writing. Good lord. (laughs) Farm on Drywood Creek wants to know, if you had to farm anywhere else but Wisconsin, where would you want to farm? That's a hard
0: question. Yeah, I feel like, well, you almost have to go to Massachusetts. <laughs> Unless you don't want to be a cranberry farmer. And
1: I don't want to be sticking my hand in a cow's butt because I'm, just, <laughs> I'm a squirmy wormy and I don't think the cow would like me. <laughs> um,
0: um, I feel like I would go somewhere warm. I'm made for warm temperatures. I don't know where, but somewhere warm. I
1: follow these um, like homesteader accounts on Instagram, and there's one. Uh, her name <laughs> is Jade, and she lives out in Washington. And she has like this cute little. I don't. I don't know if it's a hobby farm, but she has like a little farm, and it's in the middle of the woods. It just looks so cozy. She has like emus and pigs and cute little donkeys and I just look at this and I'm like I I want your life like this is so pretty I want to live nowhere near anybody have these I want to be snow white and like living in the middle of the woods and have chickens come running to me when I <laughs> when I whistle for them
0: I would I love feel like that weather is pretty good over there like I don't think they get very cold in the winter and they don't get like super hot in the summer
1: yeah and there's but also. But it rains
0: a lot. I feel like it rains a lot over there. Yeah, there's I've another. I've been watching girl- some Grey's Anatomy. You know,
1: And oh. these things. Do you watch, Twi- Did you watch Twilight? That's like in the Washington. Walkie? Yeah, that's in
0: Washington Oh no, I've never watched that. There's vampires out there. So that's why you want to go. <laughs> so you can be scared even more.
1: <laughs> I don't have to worry about dinosaurs. I just have to worry about werewolves vampires. and vampires. It's
0: fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine.
1: At least I would live if a vampire bit me, maybe. If they maybe. Me enough.
0: Depends what your blood tastes like. Try a little part. Drink my blood. <laughs>
1: Why is it spicy? She ate too many cranberries.
0: <laughs> this is <laughs> forget blesses mess. We're now wise and spicy. <laughs> Oh. oh my God! Did we have any other questions?
1: <laughs> I I think that's all we can handle for today. <laughs> okay,
0: let me just read a quick review. Um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll do two. We'll do a short one and a longer one. Uh, the first one is from Roxy from VA. It's is that Virginia? I hope is so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my states. Okay, it says the best. I had a long drive today and found this podcast on IG earlier today. I've listened to three or four episodes in a row and I laughed out loud alone in the car so much. I love the humor and learn lots of cool stuff too. Well thanks. (laughs) And the other one is from Ashley. She says she can relate in so many ways. This last week's episode really hit home for me. I recently got married a year ago and started a new job. I've always worked on farms my whole life, so I totally understand that the farm needs me. What I've struggled with in the last year of marriage is making enough time for my husband, myself, and work. I could honestly use as much advice as possible how to balance it all and not feel guilt. I would love to have children, but how do I get over the fact of not having guilt? So thank you for touching on this topic because I thought I was the only one facing these struggles alone. That one kind of hit home a little bit. Yeah, I'm no um, kidding. I feel like when she says she wants to know how to get over the fact of having guilt. And I don't I don't think you get over the guilt thing of it. You just kind of learn to deal with it and learn to like prioritize more. Yeah, learn how to cope with it.
1: Yeah differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it uh yeah, I don't think it gets easier. But yeah, you're I'm not alone. Buzzkill, but <laughs> wow, we just
1: But yeah, you're never alone in these situations. So if you ever want to chit-chat. Bless this mess. (laughs) Seriously. So hope you guys learned something today. And if it doesn't make sense, well, I'm sorry. Harvest is coming up soon. And I'll be sharing more. (laughs) I'll be sharing more later. So if it doesn't make sense, hopefully it will later when you can see what I'm trying to talk about because you can't see my hands when I'm
0: talking anyway, so. Um, yeah, that, there was a lot of hand movements that you guys missed out on.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I tweaked if my shoulder have, a
0: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any questions, though, just message our Instagram page or on Facebook, and then we can answer them next week, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we covered a lot, though. Yeah, I learned I think a so. lot. Good. You are Willy Wonka in <laughs> disguise, and... As long as I'm not know. an Oompa Loompa no no Dan can be the upalpa <laughs> oh
1: no I need one of those little flutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should probably like film him doing the Upalpa dance Oompa, loompa, no. <laughs> I think I
1: found our Halloween costumes
0: <laughs> yes well thanks everyone for listening if you uh haven't left us a rating and review yet I think you can almost do that every week. Yes, please. Can't you? Yeah. So just, even if you've done it before, do it again. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Forward Farming Podcast. And yeah. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.